The following podcast is a Country Mompreneur production. Welcome to She Can and She Will. I'm Marianne, also known as the Country Mompreneur, and I'm joined by my co-host, Deesa McAllister. We are moms, work-from-home experts, and we love helping women take control of their lives and see all the possibilities. On this show, you will learn from us as well as other women who kick butt in their lives and want to help you do the same. So sit back and get ready for some fun. All right, Julie, welcome to She Can and She Will. Uh, and to our listeners today, Julie DeLuca Collins is the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services, the host of the popular Casa de Confidence podcast and her weekly radio show, Confident you featured on the global talk radio network welcome julie we're so happy to have you thank you ladies it is so fun to be here with other incredible women so i'm excited for today (laughs) so nice so just so we can kind of get an idea of uh of how you got to this place can you tell us a little bit about uh, what motivated you to get to this place and and Mm. what have you been through to offer Yeah. yeah You know what? It's a great question. I have to tell you that um, in some ways I, I knew that this is the place for me, but I sort of got around to it in a roundabout kind of way. I did how most of us are told, you know, go to school, get a good job, do this. And I that's exactly what I did. I went to school to be a teacher and I loved it, but it also it wasn't fulfilling. I knew that I wanted more. So then I started working for an educational company and I started to climb the corporate ladder. And I was very fortunate to have been um, trained in allowed the opportunity to grow with an organization that really invested in their team and their leaders and their executives. And I, I really, you know, continue to, I think I got eight promotions in uh, 10 years. (laughs) That's really good. Um, And as I reached that executive level, I was fortunate enough that I reported to both the CEO and to the CEO and the COO, which were the founders, a husband and wife team in the company. So I learned a lot from both of them when it came to how to run a business, how to be able to go out and create um, new business and develop and, and strategizing for long-term growth. And then, you know, from the COO, when it came to what is a daily operations, what do you have to do? What is the marketing? What is the, uh, the tech stack that you need to have in place to make sure that it's supporting what you're doing? And really it, it was phenomenal. The people portion as well. I eventually went to work for another company, a very similar company. And it was amazing because it allowed me the opportunity to then continue to use the skills that I'd gained in knowing how to grow a business, a multi-million dollar business. And I helped them do the same. I, this company also, I lived in New York at the time and I was traveling a lot for work and I, and I knew that I, I loved what I did. I was very good at what I did, but I also, there's a piece of me that what is it more that I wasn't quite a hundred percent. So I volunteer. Volunteering is something that I've done my whole life, but I wanted to then give back to other women. Uh, I worked uh, as a volunteer in leadership programs here at the community colleges near my home and was mentoring young women that are coming in 
to maybe business or education and helping them just in the same way that other people had poured into me. And with the pandemic, I was laid off. I, I was offered a separation package. The company that I worked for sadly was hit very hard. Again, we were in education, but I knew exactly that I wanted to go out on my own and do something that mattered and that helped support uh, women in particular, not only grow in their confidence, but also be able to make their mark on the world. As I climbed the corporate ladder, the question that I would get a lot is, oh, how do you do it? How are you so confident? And I just thought, I don't always have it together. (laughs) And why do you think that I do? Confidence is not about a feeling that we're born with. And we have confidence, something that we develop through habits. And I wanted to be able to use my expertise and the things that I learned to help others. So I, that's how I launched Go Confidently Services, because I wanted individuals to know that They too can do the things that we see everybody else doing, but you needed to have the right infrastructure, the right habits and the right support system. I am also a tiny habit certified coach through the Tiny Habits Academy that was founded by Dr. BJ Fogg and his sister, Dr. Fogg. And, you know, for instance, if you read James Clear's book, that's who, whose research a lot of the stuff in the book is based on. He is the founder of the behavior lab at Stanford University and He also has written the book, Tiny Habits, which I highly recommend because that helps you create the momentum for your life. So when you're talking about and you work with these women, what are some of the keys that you work with them on growing their confidence? You know, the first thing is to really acknowledge a little bit of what are the sabotaging behaviors or the sabotaging thoughts that we have. I think that for many of us, we don't realize, right, that we go about our life. Number one, we all have this incredible big judge that is always telling us, oh, you shouldn't do it like that, or you should do this, or who are you to think you could do that, right? And and we have become so accustomed to this judge just kind of being that little uh, voice in the background that we are used to feeling bad about things, right? We go to bed and we think, oh my God, I didn't do the laundry. I should have done that. I could have done these. And and all of the shouldas and couldas are the ones that really um, make us feel bad. And by the way, when we feel bad, it is difficult to change. Habit creation and creating new behavior really comes from feeling good. So the first thing that we start to identify is number one for my clients is we identify how do you judge yourself? What are these? Because that affects your imposter syndrome. That affects uh, your mood. And sometimes when we don't feel good or we're we're beating ourselves up, then it's easier to fall back into the types of behaviors like scrolling for endless hours, or we then say, oh, you know what? I, I don't even know what to do. I have so much to do. I don't even know. And and then we, even if we did do something, we beat ourselves up because it wasn't enough. So we start to acknowledge that that judge is there. And then we also identify some of the other sabotaging behaviors because we all have different um Cast the characters of saboteurs. Mm-hmm. Some people have different saboteurs than others. Um, for instance, many of my, my clients have a people pleasing saboteur and those behaviors are the ones that put others priorities above yours. 
And then that uh, makes you trip. Or you could be a controlling saboteur that is telling you, you should be in charge. This is how it should be done. Or the hyperachiever. Uh, by the way, that, that would be me. The one that says, mm-hmm. go, 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 go. Be a perfectionist and don't care about anything else. Or perhaps the one that is... Um, the the saboteur, this is my other saboteur, so they fight with each other. My other saboteur is the one that um, is the attention deficit of, oh, shiny. Oh, let me go through that. So I have that identify, one. <laughs> Yeah, so identifying these things are really crucial, right? Because if you're trying to run a business, if you're trying to achieve a goal, not knowing that this behavior is happening because our saboteurs are always lying to us. So it's important to really be able to acknowledge. So that's really the first step. And then depending on where um, my clients want to go, we start to create a very clear and concise strategy because it breaks my heart when women are not achieving the things that they want, when they're not hitting their dreams, when they start to compare and despair. And I really get angry because... They want to, um, and they have the potential to make a difference in the lives of others, and but they're underselling themselves. So this is the one thing that I really love doing with my clients when we first start is beginning to analyze some of that. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so can you tell us a little bit, can you go a little bit deeper into the habit portion and why people have such a hard time with habits and trying to add new or change what they have existing? That is such a good question. Habit creation is a little bit that we all want to do, right? And by the way, we are all doing it already. Most of the behavior that we have is habitual. I um, will tell you one of the things that I do first thing in the morning is I get up and I put my one foot in the ground. And as I'm getting to the bathroom, I walk over, trip over my dogs mm-hmm. maybe, and I say, it's going to be a great day. That is a habit I've created. Now, it's a very tiny habit. It's a very small thing. And then I kind of, you know, give myself a thumbs up. Um, that is the one behavior that I've created to have a more positive day. Most people think that, you know, if you want to have a positive day, you have to go big or go home. But the reality is that when you're trying to include a new behavior, create a new behavior, um, it is not by the big actions that we actually get them done or is not by the 21 days, the 66 days, the 100 days of doing the behavior that automates that. What will automate it is you feeling good about being able to accomplish something. For many of us, um, we are so conditioned that I want to adopt this new habit, like go to the gym January 1st and get in shape. But when your motivation leaves you, then you're no longer showing up, right? So the first thing is to understand that in order to create a new behavior, there's three things that need to be present. Motivation, which I already said, it's not always going to be present. So you have to rely on the other two to create the new behavior. And the other one is finding the ability, right? You have to be able to do the new behavior. And the next thing is a prompt, something that reminds you, right, to do the behavior. Um, in the mornings, again, when I come downstairs, right, and, and I have a, I've built a habit of drinking 
my water for the day because we know that hydrating, whether we're in business or have a career or stay at home mom, having a good hydration habit is great for us. It gives us energy. It makes our skin beautiful, all of that. But guess what? If I had to say to myself, Julie, you got to drink a gallon of water a day. Mm-hmm. That's I, I wouldn't be motivated. Would you be motivated? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Right. You're like, oh, I don't even know if I can do that. Right. <clears throat> However, I started small. So first, because I'm not motivated to drink all that water, I needed to find the ability. So I looked in my day and I looked at all the other areas of my life that are already automated behaviors that are there that are half, you know, the behaviors that you do every day. One of the behaviors, again, that I have to do every day um, is after, you know, I, I go to the bathroom, take care of business. I come downstairs and I let my dogs out because they have to go out and they will remind me that they need to go mm-hmm. out. <laughs> so as soon as I let my dogs out, that is my prompt and the ability. And it reminds me, hey, it's water time. And then what I do is I start tiny. I fill my water bottle in my glass, right? So when I fill my glass and I, and that is really the baseline. That's all that I'm going for. I am not going with like a fill your glass and drink it all. I am just filling my glass. And once it's full, I celebrate. I'm like, good job, Julie. You you filled your water. Because guess what? That builds the momentum. Think about the filling the water as the little seed that you're planting. And seeds, when watered, they grow. And that's what we want to do with habits. You want to create these tiny little seeds or habits that then you will give room to grow. So that's the one thing that I want to encourage listeners is start to find the areas that have the ability and the prompt and then celebrate because As you become the person that drinks water because her water glass is full, right? Then you become to have that, um, that, that, um, that identity of the person who drinks water. And the more that you see yourself as the person who hydrates daily, who drinks her water, right? Then you become motivated. And that's when motivation starts to fill in the other part of the puzzle and then you create the behavior. So that's the one thing that is all the the recipe for creating habits. Find your ability, find the prompt, celebrate, right? So when I blank, so a lot of times when I um go to bed, when I go to bed, one of my habits is I want to feel more grateful. So when I go to bed, and my husband puts on his uh, CPAP machine, right? Um, that is my prompt to be grateful. And that's when I say, okay, I'm so grateful for my husband. And I try to come up with a few other things that I'm grateful for. So that's how I created my gratitude habit creation. And there's so many other ways throughout my day that I add these tiny behaviors and recipes so that I can be productive. I can continue to be positive. I can continue to go after my health goals. Um, so yeah, so that's how it works. Awesome. So now when you work with people through your company, Go Confidently mm-hmm. Services, how, what's the process? Is it a one-on-one session? Is it group training? How do people work with you and how can they reach out to you if they would like to work with you? 
you know, there's so many different ways in which individuals can, can uh, leverage um, a partnership with me. Number one is I know that uh, I, there's no one size fits all, right? So the first thing is in working with me, whether you're working with a group coaching, whether you're part of one of my masterminds, whether you are part of maybe my summit or a radio show or one to one, those are all the different ways you can work with me. But the biggest thing is we really sit down and talk about you, talk about your goals, talk about what you're looking to accomplish, what you are doing currently that it's really working and what are the things that you need to tweak. Um, most people that work with me work with me for a while because they really love the support that they're getting in multiple different levels. I have a lot of individuals that start working with me, maybe in the group coaching, and this is a really fun um interactive session in which we, because one, we have that first strategy session and we talk about what you're looking to accomplish and we create an individualized plan for you. Even though you might be in a group coaching session, we're really targeting you. You also, as as a participant in group coaching, get a 15-minute SOS call with me. Um, so throughout the week, if you're working on something, if we're focusing on something for your business and we create the habits, and by the way, the habits help you then implement the things in your business that you need to. <clears throat> so um, maybe you are you're having a launch and you're trying to create the email sequences that will go out. Or maybe you are looking to book yourself as a speaker, but there are certain things that you need to do there. Right. So all of that is part of this individualized plan. Um, and during the group coaching, we will talk about it. Now, there's some individuals that in addition maybe have worked with me in the group coaching and are ready to go into the one-to-one. And I love my one-to-ones because this is my high-touch program. This is where you get me and you get uh, my support system. You also get to work with my operations manager. She supports you because by the way, as entrepreneurs, sometimes we want to do it all, but we can't. And either the tech or the the minutia sort of kind of gets in the way. So I provide you with the support. I'll teach you how to do it. You'll know how to do it. We'll coach you through. We'll go through the mindset because sometimes these, it's even the mindset. It's not that, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't know how to do something, but the mindset, sometimes you're using the, those saboteurs are telling you, oh, look at that person. They're making a hundred million dollars. And oh, who do you think you are to do this, Right. So we go through that during the sessions. Now, the fun thing about my individual one-to-one clients is that they get to attend group coaching as well. And during the group coaching, I sometimes will bring in some amazing individuals because I can teach you a lot of that. I've had a lot of that experience from my corporate background. Um, however, there's some people that are the experts in their industry. So I bring a lot of these people as well to help my clients and to really support them and answer questions so that they themselves also be able to um, be more confident in the work that they are doing and knowing that they're doing it in the right way. So those are the ways. And again, my masterminds is another way, which I love. And it, this is where we put people in the hot seat <clears throat> and we all really support each other and really um, help to promote our shows, our launches. And again, we also have some guest speakers that come in and that has been incredibly fun. 
There is uh, something that you can also leverage when you're working with me, but it's not me necessarily um, doing the work. We have a production company. <clears throat> my husband started uh, editing my podcast when we began. And many of my clients would say, oh, I don't, I need a handy husband. I need a tech savvy husband. So now in his full <laughs> right, we have Go Confidently Productions <clears throat> and he does, we have over 12 clients that he edits and he does the podcast editing and video editing and all kinds of work for them. So the fun thing about those clients is that if they're not my clients or just came for the podcasting, they also get to leverage some of my expertise in making sure that we create a strategy so that we know how their podcast can help to support them and get their message out there and is really increasing their visibility, authority, and impact. Nice. So that was a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I like it. It's like, that's great. <clears throat> yeah. When you were saying, I wish I had a techie husband, I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to rent out her husband as a, as a, like a yeah, man, right? It's, it's what her. I do. It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I like to say I'm pimping him out. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's so, you know, and it started because he, I couldn't have done the podcast on my own. He is, it came very naturally to him. He did sound editing in college and, and, and did that. So he has some of that experience and it started with people saying, Hey, what's a good microphone? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me ask him. And now, you know, he's got little tutorials. And even if you're not a client, we send those out because really if we support each other, right. And you're successful, then you're making an impact on somebody else's life. And, you know, my goal, and, and really that's one of the things that for me, it's important, the value system that we've created, not only for myself, for my husband, for our business, but really it's, it, it lets us live more authentically. Um, I was always taught service is important. And to me, that's, that's how I, I live. So then there's no other way than to have that be part of our business is to serve others. Awesome. Well, what is, uh, what is one tip that you would give people to inspire them today to get motivated on whatever journey that they're on? Like, what's your number one tip for that would hit the masses? Okay. So my number one tip in. Your, your, don't roll your eyes, listeners. But my one number one tip is start small. And I know that we live in a world that we see everybody, you know, they're high levels, but sometimes getting to the top of the mountain means that you took one step at a time to get there. Start small. There's a book called The Gap in the Gain, and I highly recommend it. And the concept of the gap in the gain is, if you have a big goal and you move from step one to step 1.2, um, celebrate that, right? That's exactly the premise of tiny habits. Celebrate that. Many people move from step one to step 1.2 and then they look at the end point, which might be 10, right? And they say, Oh, I'll never get there. And then that's when you're sabotaging behaviors and thoughts. You're your judge comes in and says, oh, you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? That's a long way to go. And that's when we give up. And that's when we stop doing the work as opposed to, hey, looking like, oh, my God, I'm at 1.2. This is so great. I'm not back there at one anymore. 
That's the game. Focus on the game. Go small. Take one step at a time. And then before you know it, you're going to be where you want to be. Awesome. Well, Julie, can you um, promote your podcast for a second? Let everybody know the name of your podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That's my baby. It's our baby with our, with my husband. It's called Casa de Confidence. And it is the home where you can come and hear the stories of amazing individuals who have gone confidently in the direction of their dreams. These are the people that we see that are doing some really cool stuff. Yet I wanted to kind of deep dive into the backstory. We talk about what other failures or challenges, some of the things that maybe we don't see on Instagram. And I want to really normalize that there's a story behind the person that we see on the outside being successful. We, I want to normalize that we don't always feel confident, but the confidence comes from actually doing the work. And my husband is my little, um, a sidekick co-host at the beginning. I do the interviews, but we have a little chat. I have been told that that's a really fun conversation. Most people, that's the first thing they say to me when they listen. It's like, oh my God, your husband is so funny. And we started um, doing, when we do our intro and our recording between him and I to introduce the show, we've started going live on Sundays on Facebook. So we don't have a time that we go live because it's Sunday and sometimes we have brunch. Sometimes it's early, but tune into Facebook if you want to just check out that conversation. But the podcast is in all podcasting platforms and you can hear the amazing interviews with our guests. And it's not just women who I interview every once in a while. I will have a very cool dude who comes in to share as well. That's awesome. Julie, thank you so much for coming on today um, and, and sharing your, your gift and your experience and, and your services with our audience. We really appreciate the time you came oh. in. Yeah, any tiny, tiny habits. I think that that's thank the key you, Lisa and Marianne. You guys are amazing. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing and for uplifting women and creating a message that is, yeah, we can do this. We can do it together. And your podcast is really a support system for others. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening. She Can and She Will is a Country Mompreneur production. Audio mix by Marianne. Research by Disa McAllister. To learn more about this and other Country Mompreneur productions, visit thecountrymompreneur.com. Music.